name is Adrienne Michelle, and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Teach Style Live Faith, where I seek to encourage you in every aspect of your life through the faith. Let's get started. Today we'll be in part two with our friends Tyler and Suba. In this episode, they will talk to us more specifically about what they did during their senior years, how they approached conversations, and just the mindset we are to have as Suba. Okay, well, now we're going to move more to the questions that actually are on my paper, but um, so we're going to talk about single years, and we kind of have expounded on some of it, but just more specifically, so when you were single, what what were your desires as single? Like, was it your z- desire to be married? Or I know y'all mentioned, hey, people were more discontent than we were. So was your desire, hey, I really just want to make Christ known. I want to get through school. I want to, or what were your desires? Explain that. Because like I said before, we've had that. Um, many of us have heard the statement, you know, when I wasn't looking is when he came or oh, all of that. that. I was looking. <laughs> no, I have always wanted to be married. As long as I can remember. Just the idea of, like, possibly not getting married. Like, I think I entertained it for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Just to see what it was like. But it wasn't me. <laughs> it really wasn't me. And I was in a relationship for six years before in the past. And, wow. like, yeah, God was, like, it was a bad relationship. And God, I remember, would tell me, do not pray about this. I'm not going to bless this. <laughs> like, I do not even want you to be in this relationship. And so when I finally did end that relationship, I was done. And I remember rededicating my life to God. And (laughs) what I told God was, you want to know how serious I am about that I'm over that other dude? Send me the next guy. Just watch. I'll date him. (laughs) And God was like, no, you got to date me for a while now. Mm -hmm. And just God telling me that I had been away from him for so long. And just knowing that I knew I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. I knew that desire was there and it wasn't just me like the option of not getting married was not an option like mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't meant for me so I knew that so I was able to rest in that and knowing that I have the rest of my life to be married I don't have you know depending on what my spouse dies or whatever and stuff like that but I have this time to be single mm-hmm. and I'll never get this time back mm-hmm. you know and so let me make the most of it and so I started like I got really involved in my church and don't get me wrong like I still have like an idea of like hmm, maybe that person maybe maybe mm-hmm. but whatever um but it didn't consume me mm-hmm. so I was really happy about that I started I feel like I started becoming more of who I was supposed to be because that the relationship I was in was not healthy and I was not growing Mm-hmm. And so I started learning a lot about myself. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know I felt that way about those things. Or I was interested in this. I was doing a gazillion, like, mud runs. I didn't even know. I was the girl that hid in PE. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know I could run. That type of, like, you know, those type of things. Like, I saw a completely different side. Like, I cut my hair off, and I, like, loved it. Like, I'm telling you, I just became, like, this new person. And, but I knew I was going to be married mm-hmm. eventually. So I was single for five years. You know, I did date, and it those didn't turn out into anything, things like that. But when it was time for me and Tyler to meet, the crazy thing was just the idea of knowing that when 
I was single and I was just like, those are those times where I'm just like, God, everyone wants to know why I'm not married and God, so why don't you tell me, why am I not married yet? And it was knowing that he was working on me because Mm -hmm. marriage is not easy. So there was a lot of issues that I needed to work through. And so that would better prepare me as a wife. But just knowing that God knew who I was going to marry and he was working on him. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because we both became single the same year. Mm. We both rededicate. Well, he became a Christian, but he grew up in a Christian home. Okay. I, I became a Christian in high school, but I wasn't really serious about my faith or anything like what, how it was supposed to be. So, and then when I rededicated my life to Christ, it was the same year. And yeah. like, we had a lot of growing to do. So I'm glad I didn't meet Tyler earlier on. Right. I'm glad you did. But just knowing that. Um, God was working on him too and took him all the way to South America. It took me to Azusa, which is not far at all, but I went to grad school and things like that. And it was crazy that I was like, they had those things. We became single the same years and became Christians and rededicated the same years. And we like took our faith very seriously at that time. Like Tyler, I'll let him share his part, but like for my part, like my life changed so much Yeah. that I was just excited with who I was becoming. Yeah. And continuing to become. And just like enjoying life. And I think that's funny too, because what you've said is like, you learn so much about yourself Mm -hmm. while you were single. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people advocate dating in order to learn more of like, hey, I dated, I learned, I don't like, (laughs) sorry, I don't like people who are bald head. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like people who are athletic. They run too much. I'm not trying to do that, (laughs) you know, but you're like, hey, I learned more about myself by myself. I learned like, hey, I like doing mud runs you know probably because you were wanting to not be busy you're wanting to be active be productive so you found things to do and then Mm -hmm. finding those you're like i kind of like this yeah you know so that's that's interesting so the tip there is hey like again live life do you you know and i learned i had a lot of friends who were married and i learned a lot from their marriages i'm like i'll keep that in mind when i get married or like if that issue comes up i'm like because not there's not always going to be a book for every issue mm-hmm. that like that's going to come up in marriage mm-hmm. and things there like that. There might be that. a podcast, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so I'm like, let me learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. By working on myself, I will be a better wife. Mm-hmm. There are certain issues that I do not will not hopefully need to address or deal with because I already dealt with. Yes, and you didn't have all of them dealt with though oh, before no. you met Tyler because that's also another misconception. Hey. You're single because God still needs to work on you. Granted, you say, like, mm-hmm. God was working on me. God's but never going to stop working on me. Yes, <laughs> but not the, hey, you're still single because God has some more things that he needs to work on you before you can be married. Like, hey, you have to get to this level of marriage material mm-hmm. before you will get married. Versus, like, hey, just like Philippians says, like, if he's at work within you mm-hmm. to will and work according to his plan. So not so much that... You have to be at this level, but more so God was doing work yeah. in me during this season because mm-hmm. we know there's a season for every time, everything. So I was in a season mm-hmm. of singleness, and in that season, God was doing these things in me, showing me these things, growing me in this way. And as that was happening, the time, the appointed time that he had for mm-hmm. me was when I then met Tyler. And mm-hmm. like you said, things were going on with Tyler as well because he had just... Um, became a Christian or rededicated his life, and then he had his own story that he's going to share with that. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember any time where I didn't want to be married. Um, my whole life, even before I was a Christian, um, it was more like when I was talking about uh, getting on Christian Mingle, it was more like 
they were more impatient about the timeline than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, but before I was a Christian, I was in uh, a lot of relationships, um, usually overlapping. Uh, <laughs> and, oh, so. Yeah. And, <laughs> that means cheating. Though, yeah. That's, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I sanitized the language there, yeah, but <laughs> more or less, yeah, that's, that's essentially. So he had some coffee dates he actually knew about that were Right, <laughs> yeah. The, in the same With coffee shop, the different liquid. tables, but. Um, but not, uh, yeah, and in fact, it was, uh, it was my, my final relationship of, before I was a Christian, that the, the, just the kind of pain of, uh, everything that happened with the falling out of it that, uh, brought me to a place where I wanted, um, to stop being the way that I was. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's the, the main, uh, catalyst that brought me to, to faith in Christ was just being sick of living for myself, being sick of, mm-hmm. uh, using other people as, uh, accessories for my life to be how I want it to be. And, um, that was something that, so, you know, I, I, I come to faith in Christ. I, um, am immediately, uh, transformed, but as we all know uh, from experience that you're not just like this, it doesn't erase all your history, all your proclivities and, uh, all your predispositions towards behaviors that you previously had. Um, and so it would have been a, you know, I, I wanted to be like, I almost got it from that altar and was like, okay, now where is she? Like, mm-hmm. where's this solid Christian woman that I'm about to find? I, I honestly, that's not a much of a much hyperbole about my posture toward it, but it would have been a disaster if I would have, um, married anybody in even those first years, even started dating anybody really. Um, and I, I, I began to know that after a while, like, yo, actually my, my worldview toward, toward women still isn't where it needs to be. It's never going to be perfect this side of uh, Christ's return. But, um, there's a certain level of maturity that I need to have before I can trust myself with somebody's heart again. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and Lord, I, 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 I wait on you for when you say I'm at that point. I don't know what type of criteria or uh, rubric to use for that, but um, you do. So bring that along. And like like she said, I I lived in South America for about a year and a half at that in Uruguay specifically for about a year and a half during that time. And I I had to travel a little bit um, because I didn't I only had a tourist visa. I never had a residency. So I had to leave every 90 days. So I got around the continent down there a little bit. And, you know, I'd be in a in a, a night, uh, an outdoor cafe at night, having a cappuccino in the Miraflores district of Lima, Peru or something, and seeing all these lovebirds strolling around holding hands. And it would, it would, you know, that wasn't the only time that it would get to me, my, my singleness and that I'd be lonely, but especially in those moments where it's mm-hmm. like, like, what am I, I shouldn't even be here by myself. Nobody does this. You know, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody sits in a, an outdoor uh, cafe at night at, you know, midnight having a cappuccino in a, um, in a country where the, they speak a romance language. Um, and so I, that, that's when it would, you know, so I, I say that to say that there was never a time where I wasn't like, uh, desirous of marriage or even lonely in a lot of cases. But, um, but I still knew that, um, even though you're never going to be fully ready for marriage, like you're never going to be fully ready to be a parent. You're never going to be, mm-hmm. uh, you're never going to be perfect for whatever role you're going into. Um, you, you get a lot of preparation on the job to, so to speak. But, um, I knew that, that there was something, some, some different place I had to be, um, uh, in my, my spiritual maturity before I could seriously consider, uh, 
you know, uh, having a, a woman's heart on my line like that again. Nice. That's so good. And I think just like, as both of you say, you've always had that desire. So that's kind of, again, debunking the like, hey, don't desire it anymore and all of that. And I think something that you said, Tyler, was because both of y'all got a, out of relationships and that's kind of what kind of changed your mindset. But just as a guy, I have a lot of guy friends just going through guy pain. I think sometimes guys deal with pain differently than we as women do mm-hmm. so can you speak towards the guys like what did that look for you you said you knew you weren't in a position to um to handle somebody else's heart but what i've seen some of my guy friends do is not necessarily go in an anger route or it could be false anger but just like a, I, I do think there's kind of like a pain there that's now i'm just going to distance not so much there's a pain that is leading me to learn how to deal with it better. More there's a pain. I'm not just. Gonna, I'm not gonna jump back in there. I don't know if I ever want to do that. Maybe they go to the whole player side or not, but they're just like, yeah, I'm not really walking down that line. So what does God work in? What did God work in in your life look like at that point in time? What would be advice for guys who have experienced pain of like, hey, I try to pursue this girl, she didn't want me, and that hurt. Um. I don't know. I, I might not be the best source on that one because uh, my wife is the very first woman I even kind of pursued as a Christian. Okay. Um, I I was uh, I, I I think I didn't uh, I didn't personally go into that kind of uh, that place of um, that kind of prideful posture. If I'm understanding you right, yeah. of like, nah, I'm not, I don't even need that. I'm 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 I can do that all by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, type of posture. I I think I avoided that, but. I think that some of that stems from uh, that 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 distaste for uh, male inauthenticity that I've been talking about, that toxic masculinity where we've been conditioned to uh, to never display any sort of vulnerability and even in our ourselves not acknowledge it because well, if we acknowledge it, it might come out at some point. Mm-hmm. We can't do that, so we gotta suppress any vulnerability or any sort of uh, any sort of feelings of. Uh, you know, loneliness or like longing for, you know, to, for love or to be with somebody. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't have those experiences per se, but, um, one thing that I, that I have seen, especially when I was at a Christian, a local Christian university mm. is, uh, what I'm going to call emotional promiscuity. And that's, mm. that's a dude, you said something mm. about uh, going the player route. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a lot of guys who in Christian context, they're not going to go all the way of like physical promiscuity. They, 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 you know, they know that that's wrong and they're not going to do that. But if they can have this little um, four or five girls on campus that are pining for them um, and they're not necessarily, you know, uh, you know, leading them on necessarily, mm-hmm. but they're kind of just there. And uh, if they like me, then that's I mean, I'm not doing anything, but we can be friends. And if she's sitting there itching for the day that we could uh, maybe be something more, just, you know, I didn't tell her anything about that. So I'm going to go ahead and maintain this almost to, to be, uh, to speak in candid terms, almost mm-hmm. a, uh, well, a, a, a desire to have like a groupie following really. Ah. I mean, they, the, mm. the, the, the women aren't posturing themselves as groupies, but they don't know about each other. They don't know all this. He, he, in his mind, that's, he might not be using that terminology in his mind, but that's, that's the same thing. Um, you want mm. this, this little, this flock of, of women to be individually desiring you. That's, I don't know another term for it, but, um, so, so that's, that's, that, that's a route that I've seen too. And I mean, I don't think we even need to go into how deep, deeply destructive and sinful that is. But, um, but fellas, listen to the podcast. If you're doing that right now, 
stop today. Call them out. Yes. Yeah, st- you better call st- them out. Stop today and uh, and realize that those are your sisters and they're image bearers and um, and your Lord is displeased with what you're doing. But um, yeah, so I'd, I'd, as far as advice for um, somebody who's uh, made an effort and got uh, and not had the outcome that they desired, um, you know, I, I, I don't have a, a, a real nuanced and robust uh, advice for that, but um, it's going to sound very trite and, uh, and sort of Christianese uh, type of thing to say, but, um, you know, God clearly wasn't uh, in that, you know, if, mm-hmm. if it didn't work, then it, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't his. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying pretend, pretend that uh, you're not hurt by it, pretend that it didn't phase you. Um, I'm not saying any of that, but I, I'm saying, uh, you know, go through the proper steps to, to heal, to not um, extrapolate any hurt from her toward other women um, or to anybody else for that matter. Um, and, you know, honestly, if, if she just wasn't interested, um, that's not a hurtful, that's not willfully hurtful toward you. That's that, that, I mean, what would be worse if she just married you though she wasn't interested, um, (laughs) or, or let you know on the front end, I, I guarantee you'd, you'd rather the, the latter option, but, um, so my, my, typical Christian answer is have faith in God. He's have working. God. <laughs> Wait on his time. Uh, but honestly, that, that, that is true. But uh, yeah, that's all I can say. That's good. That's good. I think it'll help. I, I thought of so many people at that moment, even with the other topic, which might be another episode, but just the, mm-hmm. the groupie like, and I had, I, I think that I have a friend who was in a situation. I think I was like the groupie in that situation, okay. but I was just like, look here. <laughs> this is what this situation looks like. Um, what's going on? You yeah. know, because you, you go so long and then you do realize like, huh, like. The way in which our relationship is headed, the way in which we act and the time we spend together, it seems like we should be more than just friends. And a lot of times that's not what happens you you stay in a friend zone. I think God has made us in such a way that we have a natural progression in our relationships. And if we don't, those boundaries are clearly put up and followed. And so I think just your statement about being a groupie and, and guys needing to deal well with their hearts of sisters, knowing that we are to guard our own hearts as well. But I think there is a knowing that guys have to guard their sister's hearts as well. So on to the next question. Were there any struggles that you had emotionally? And you mentioned earlier that sometimes marriage can marriage me an idol. Mm-hmm. Like if you're desperate, that may be an indication mm-hmm. that marriage is an idol in your life. So how do you know if marriage is an idol and what do you do for it not to become an idol? And if marriage being an idol is not or was not your mm-hmm. struggle in singleness, what was your struggle and how did you deal with that during that time? As I mentioned earlier, like marriage was something that God had placed in my heart. And so I knew it was going to happen. And for me, I wouldn't say it completely became an idol back then. I feel like an idol, like that's consuming you. Like everything about you is like, you're like complaining that you're single, you're acting thirsty, mm-hmm. <laughs> like desperate. And I wasn't that. And so I was glad about that. I continued to live my life. I continued to grow up. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I did mud runs, like all these other things that I was interested in or became interested in or realized I wasn't interested. I was giving it a shot. Like I was discovering who I was. But um, I realized 
after I got married. Like, be- I'm- no, 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 no. Rewind. During dating. During dating. Was it dating? When about the... My relationship with God was closer mm-hmm. when I was single. Mm-hmm. And things like that. Um, you know, obviously the, the Bible reading, the journaling, the praying, and all that stuff. Like, and when I got married, when I met Tyler, that's when it decreased. Because I got what I wanted. And I'm not proud to say that, but that is definitely something that could happen. It's just, it's like you have this goal, but what do you do when you get that goal? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. And it's my relationship with God, like, it's something you have to continue to foster and, like, grow. That It's yeah. like a real relationship. Yes. You have to invest time in it. You know, just like in a marriage, like mm-hmm. I have him, but that doesn't mean like I'm done. I don't need to stop. I like, I don't need to learn anything about him or something. He's continuously changing, mm-hmm. you know, and God, he's not changing, but I don't know him completely. And so like, I'm still learning about God Yes, and his different aspects and, you know, things like that. And I think that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. So, first of all, family, our recording cut off. So, we're actually re-recording this in case anything seems awkward. Just letting you know that. But basically, what Suba said earlier was that she didn't necessarily know that marriage was an idol until she got what she wanted. And, of course, during that time, she was dating Tyler, and whom is now her husband. But it was during that time when she realized that, hey, my time that I'm spending with the Lord is actually decreasing now that he's given me what I wanted. And so you may not know if marriage is an idol beforehand, but either way, Mm -hmm. the aim is that I'm always pursuing Christ Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly, Mm -hmm. whether I am um, single or married, which goes back to like what the Bible says, Mm -hmm. like, hey, a married woman is concerned about the affairs of her husband. Mm -hmm. So in your single time, yes, that is the time Mm -hmm. that you get to um, dedicate more time to the Lord, but it doesn't stop once you are in a relationship, you know, and I'm kind of reminded of Hannah when she was praying for her son, like, that's the first thing she Mm -hmm. said when she said like, Hey, like I'll dedicate him back to you Mm -hmm. if you just give this to me. So Mm -hmm. kind of maybe in the aspect of like, Hey, maybe what your encouragement may be, Hey, when God does bless you with a spouse or someone who's, you know, pursuing you and getting a relationship, you know, dedicate still your time to him because he is the one who's blessed you with it and before then like he is still good and holy regardless of what your current situation is and i feel like my marriage has been a testimony to other people like people who've known me through my years of singleness and just like wow like it really paid to wait mm-hmm. and like the type i've always get compliments about like the type of husband i have mm-hmm. And just women who are part of, like, I was part of their Bible study and have known me for years. They're just like, we prayed for you, and I, we just can't believe the type of man you got. And it's, like, it's a witness yes. to others. How cool is that? Like, I am not there, but I'm praying for so many friends. Like, how cool is it to have friends who are saying... We were praying for you. This is the man we prayed for. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know who he was, but we see him now. Mm-hmm. It's like, we pray for this. We remember those conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's so cool. It's amazing. Know. It's like witnessing it and, like, to them, like, to, like, my Bible study, like, I had, it was a bunch of older women, so I was, like, their kid. Mm-hmm. It's like they were praying for their kid's husband. And, mm-hmm. like, wow, it came to mm-hmm. fruition. Yeah, Like, God is faithful. Like, you know. 
it really wasn't his timing, even though yes. I was trying to help speed it along. <laughs> yeah, just like, a you little know. bit. Yes, and I have, a, I have mentors, and um, it's actually the husband. He prays for all of us ladies. He prays for all of us that we would get a, a husband. And so he puts, we used to joke, hey, I just want a plus. Whenever any of us get married, he puts a plus next to it. And so he's <laughs> like, I have this long list. These are all my girls who mm. I'm praying that they get married. And once they get married, he puts a plus mm. next to it. So I just, right. you know, I think it's so cool. And I think that's even with your friends that you have your um party of five was was it called mm-hmm. the party of five that why they could be so excited because probably those were probably sound found our sound foundational friendships mm-hmm. and they're right. like look we are praying how come nobody has gotten our Tyler because <laughs> like, like you said they well, were especially when they've known how he was <laughs> yes his BC yeah, years before, before that, Christ. Like, yeah. like, how come so many people are getting our Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, yeah, the the um, the drought. But yeah, no, I would uh, I would um, uh, illuminate that or uh, add on to that a little bit. Like, we'll, uh, like I was saying in the mm-hmm. the podcast that will die with with the three of us the, uh, <laughs> that didn't didn't get uh, recorded that. Um, in American Christianity, at least, we we often have those those three metrics of uh, of uh, you know how much amount of and it's usually like time wise, it's quantity, not quality. How much am I in my Bible? How much am I in prayer? And then how much involved in church am I? Like how many hours of my week do I spend with these things? But um, but that's really a a what do you call it? a disembodied relationship with with uh, with God. It's this metric of how much time you spend um, listening to his voice, more or less, and a lot less about how much you're acting upon that which he's already told you. And so, um, so in my mind, like, yeah, of course, um, of course you spend less time in those three things uh, once you're, you're married, but now... We, you know, we, prior to that, you read scripture about uh, about uh, how not to be selfish. You know, don't don't be selfish, and then all of a sudden you're in a not all of a sudden after you date and marry, you are in a relationship in which your selfishness is being made apparent to you every day, and so you 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 from from scripture you do get the um the the generality of you know selfishness or um, self serving motives, but then. It, it doesn't speak to you exactly like no in in this relationship or in uh at work or in uh your encounters with uh individuals or just the way you interact with your family or something you're selfish in those ways it doesn't help you out with that being married it starts to expose all sorts of uh cobweb corners that that you didn't see otherwise and then i mean on top of that when you have kids uh, if you're talking about die to yourself, mm-hmm. um, wh- where where more are you going to learn that than, uh, you know, serving a completely irrational being that has the same needs yet new needs every day? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it, it so it, I, I I was much like like uh, what my wife is saying in my single years, uh, you know, w- when I was a Christian about how just it seemed like I was growing a lot in. Uh, what I was knowing about God, but then, uh, honestly, it's more in recent years that it started to have more legs to it. So, um, anybody listening, I, I don't want you to be like, whoa, hold on. If I get married, I'm going to like you know, backslide or like lose, uh, you know, start taking God less seriously. I mean, um, you do have more on your plate once you get married, but at the same time, 
Um, that's more places to to um, flesh out the relationship you have with God. So, mm-hmm. I always thought marriage was like a mirror because it shows who you really are. Nice. Mm-hmm. And a lot of me was more exposed mm-hmm. in marriage. And I'm like, whoa, I did not realize I looked like that or right. I can be like that type of thing. So once you see it, it's hard to not deal with it mm-hmm. and address it. Mm-hmm. So so basically we kind of want to have to address less <laughs> if right. we can deal with it while we're right. single. And that's great right. if you can. <laughs> well, I mean, it, uh, it, it's... There's parallels to how we we don't live this Christian life in isolation either. You you need to be part of a local body. You need to within that local body be part of a sub local body, like people who know you specifically in a like a discipleship relationship. Mm-hmm. So you're really kind of one on one with somebody, because um, we we don't just bring our our darkness into the light voluntarily like that. So you need um relationships that will do that and marriage is a powerful one of those Mm -hmm. you don't need marriage but that is a a powerful um type of relationship in that regard so it is it is a sanctifying mechanism Mm -hmm. in that regard sanctification is so lovely said every christian it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) the process Mm -hmm. sometimes is painful right um I know we talked about friendships with the opposite sex and how the church doesn't necessarily teach that um, per se. One of the topics that were in the questions was that during your single years, did you have people who were of the opposite sex that I guess you were friends with, but you just didn't like or you just didn't want to pursue or marriage? How, How were those relationships? Was it, were there conversations you had to have a lot of times or was it more of a, hey, we're just, you know, what I see a lot um, is we do have those bubbles. And one of the reasons that I think some people ask, hey, why are you still single? It's because there are so many prospects around you. And it's like, why are you not dating any of these guys? Why are you not dating any of those girls? Which sometimes in our head we're like, because ain't no of them trying to date me. But <laughs> in the same manner, it's just, hey, if we think sometimes in the Christian, Christian sphere, hey, you're a Christian. She's a Christian. Yeah, both single. Christian, right. like together. C- consenting so, age. Yeah. Yeah. Legal, legal marriage age. What's the problem? Yeah, yes. So, like, way. speak to that. Like, did you have to turn down people, or or, or what did that just look like? Because I think sometimes um, you can be as a girl, you can be in a in a circle of guy friends whom on one end you're like, I love this guy. He's not my brother. I want him to mm-hmm. get someone. But on the other end, you can be, Hey, I'm listening to him have all these problems with his. Um, not having somebody, I'm like, hey, I'm right here. What are you doing? And just how that can lead to confusion. So I've seen both sides of it and vice versa. That may mm-hmm. be with guys too. Like you can have a girlfriend who's a Christian, like, why are you complaining about all these dudes? And like, I'm right here. Well, I mean, you were stowed away in, you know, <laughs> South America, but you know, is that something y'all can relate to or speak upon or? I couldn't because I wasn't really interested in them. Like mm-hmm. they were, I had friends, and we would hang out in groups and stuff, but they were never any of, like, I was interested in, and if they were interested in me, it's going to die with them. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it was just so strange. Mm-hmm. But just because some, I think, oh, no, I take that back. As a group, we went out for a movie, and because they were trying to set me up with this one guy, that I already knew, mm-hmm. but 
after being at the movies, I was like, I really don't like him. But he we just never ate his popcorn too loud. <laughs> I, I don't know what it was, but I was. I think it was just because they were like, oh, what about? There's so many people, so I'm like, I go throw his name out. And they're mm-hmm. like, what about David? And I was like, I don't know. And then I think I gave it a shot for my friends, but it was not just me and him. It was a group of us, mm-hmm. and I, I did it, and I was like, nope. Yep. So we, me and David never needed to have that conversation. Yep. Funny that he did meet his wife on Christian Mingle, though. Mm-hmm. Come on, Christian Mingle. Mm-hmm. Um, our sponsors for today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Try the Christian Mingle. No, but that's so good. I think that's something, too, that we don't – we don't – may not necessarily know how to say no mm-hmm. either in our, you know – if a guy who is a Christian mm-hmm. is trying to talk to us, it's hard to say no. It's like, well, God, am I, like, being too picky? Am I, mm-hmm. like, you know, looking at outward appearance? Maybe I'm just like, oh, maybe I should give him a try. And it's just this, because he's a Christian, A plus B should equal C. And, I feel like uh, if it's forced, there's there's an issue there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, I, like I said, I was oblivious uh, to... Um, or I think I was oblivious. I don't even know if there was feelings. I'm oblivious about oblivious my, about, about my, yeah, obliviousness. But, um, but, uh, so I, I never like turned down anybody directly cause I never knew of any advances or anything mm-hmm. by anybody, but I turned down, I don't know how many times, like indirectly, like, um, like, like, like you guys were saying about that A plus B equals C. I was at a wedding and, uh, and the, I was talking to somebody afterwards, uh, like a, a pastor, um, and um, he, like, just in the middle of a conversation, was like, what? "Are you single?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, and the, his face just kind of like dropped, and, and like he was having this, this epiphany. He was like, "So is this bridesmaid over here? Do you know her?" I was like, "Yeah, I've known her for like two years." <laughs> yeah, um, I know she's. And and he he had this look on his face like, oh, "What?" We're here right now. Everyone's in wedding clothes. Let's let's make it a back to back. What he didn't he didn't say that, but oh, okay. his posture was basically like, "What? How is this not a double wedding then?" Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, "Cause I don't know if she's feeling me, but I'm not feeling her. Never have." Um, anyway, I didn't I didn't say that exactly, but I I definitely didn't make any room for him to like think that there was something was about to happen. But um, anyway, and sometimes you know friends will try to set you up, and I'll be like, "Yeah, nah." But, um, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know what it is. Cause I don't think, I, I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think I've ever been the one who was like, what's the difficult, what's difficult, what's difficult about this? There's mm-hmm. you and her, yeah. uh, you and him. There's nothing to think about. Mm-hmm. You are Christian, single, opposing sexes. That's mm-hmm. all. And, uh, marriage age, you guys are each 18 or over. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only criteria. I, I've never had that 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 uh, way of thinking, and so I I don't think I've ever done that. But um, yeah, it was one of the things that I saw time and time again. And I thought it was so strange that um, we allow a lot of other um, in in American Christianity. We we like you know we have an idea about like mm-hmm. picking a church that's right for you, or um, you know, and of course there is. Uh, the pushback on that of like, well, you're supposed to be building a church that's mm-hmm. right for that reflects Christ, not you know treating treating it like a consumer uh, mm-hmm. uh, purchase or something. But but we we make room for like, oh, this this isn't the church for me. This isn't the job for me. Mm-hmm. This isn't that like. There's a lot of agency in other uh, spheres of life, but somehow when when it's a, a a spouse, there's those four criteria, and there's nothing else to think about. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, we just treat this one topic so differently. Right. Um, well, then lastly, until like our last two topics would be just misconceptions about singleness. Meaning, did, are there like, mis, what misconceptions did you encounter about why people would say you were single? Like, some people would say, um, I don't even know off the top of my head, but just the one like, hey, there's still more work that um, I, I need to get a certain level before I'm marriage material or something of that sort. Or I'm just, which is not really a statement because we all fall from grace, but I just have too much going on in my life mm-hmm. and the aspect of like, hey, I'm, I'm not there yet. Like what misconceptions about why you're single or the whole you're too picky, that's why you're single. Like all those things. Did y'all have those going on or? The, the full gauntlet. Um, like <laughs> like uh, um, things just like, uh, oh, have, have you lost interest or mm-hmm. have you given up hope or um, are you just, uh, are you are you not in? Are you you know again? Like, are you not interested? And in, kind of like, well, I'm not interested in none of y'all, but um, I'm interested in some hypothetical person that I I don't know yet or something, or even just stuff like, you know, what what is in your life? Like, I I'm not sure if I'm making this up or not, but I, I swear I remember somebody asking me like if I was addicted to porn or something, and I was like, no, not even remotely. Why? <laughs> what are you doing right now? Um, there has to be yeah, something. There has to be some sort of major, like, either, like, sin in your life that needs to be rooted out, which, again, you're never fully ready, but there are some some milestones that do need to be in place or something. Um, but either uh, either there must be something, like, terribly wrong in your spiritual life or, or you're, you're not trusting in God enough or... Um, you just, I don't know, you're, you're basically the evangelical version of a nun or something and you're just, you've sworn celibacy or something. And I, I never got the chance to like probe anybody's uh, mind about why they were so baffled. But, uh, but yeah, you, you name it. I've heard, a a, a version of it. Mm-hmm. I think for me it was, I wasn't trying and it was funny because in my old church, which like I said was a mega church, I was on staff with the children's ministry. So everyone that was asking me was like the parents of their kids, of like of the kids that I yes. watched. So I'm like, this is all I'm around is kids mm-hmm. and you married people. So like it's two different kids, not and you already have someone. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, and I told them like maybe I need to leave watching your kids and go do something go to a different ministry yes. and they were like don't go but I was like I said I was on staff and it was a really big church and they needed it mm-hmm. but um it was just me not trying or something and I don't know why it, it bugged them so much mm-hmm. that I was single I was just like it's just like do you not have faith in God like right? it's just it's so weird like you asking me this question is like really making me think I'm just like what were they thinking yes like did it, was it not in the realm of possibility that maybe the person I was meeting was not meant to be met here mm-hmm. at this church or it was supposed to happen later somewhere else? Like, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like I wasn't trying. Yeah. Like, that's what they thought. It yes. wasn't that I was picky. I, like I wasn't trying apparently. According to them. And it's just so funny because there's so many things you experience. And I know for me, even with like my family my cousin like do you even want to get married oh yeah no no i just tell you all about how i want to have a family and i 
you know I don't want to get married. It's like, what the heck? Of course I want to get married. And so I think a lot of times with those questions and things people tell you, it's just kind of like wondering like why they are asking them. And I kind of just flip it like, hey, like, are you going to get married? I don't know, but are you praying for me? Like, just like, well, is it something about, I was like, I don't know, but have you found someone who doesn't have that? Like, <laughs> everything is like a, hey, I'm about this happening. So are you about it happening? Can you help me to it? If not, why are you asking me this question? <laughs> and to go back to like when I said that I knew in my heart that I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend, a close friend, that sometimes I wonder, like, does she want to get married? Mm-hmm. And she's not so serious about it. And to me, it bugs so many people. I think it bugs more people that she is single. Uh-huh. And I'm over here, like, leave her alone. I'll talk to her. She's like, sometimes I want it, sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not consumed by and she's it. she's content where she is. Yeah, like, she is. And you, you know what? As How dare she be? <laughs> yeah, you know what? And it, it's kind of like, when you get to a certain age, it's like, of course... Why aren't you married? And then when you're married, why don't you have, have kids, kids yet? So I realized as I got older, not everyone is meant to be married, nor does everyone want to get married, and that is perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. And don't do it because someone else is telling you. Please. Please don't. You would be horrible at it. <laughs> like, and then second is I don't ask people when are they having kids. Mm-hmm. It's do you want to have kids? Mm-hmm. And I hear more people who don't want to have kids, and that is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. If you don't want to, you know, it's hard. It's See, I'm hard. very big yeah. on the aspect of of having kids, though. Yeah. I, I do think that's part of the calling that God has given us. I know people, you know, interpret that differently of mm-hmm. be fruitful and multiply, mm-hmm. but I think that was his first initial mm-hmm. way in which he desired for his message to be spread. And so and I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, so people are always trying to get you into the next season. For, for problem solving. Yeah. Yes, are you yes. going to have any yeah. more kids? Mm-hmm. So like... You're waiting for a boy. Mm-hmm. You no. only have girls. Right. And it's like, hey, God's given me these. So, yeah. yes, like, would I like a boy and a girl? Yes. But do I have to have them? No. Do I have to keep trying until I get one? No. Like, I, like we want three kids. Now. We right. have three kids. We're good. Right. Yeah. You know? It's just people always are putting their agendas yeah. on yeah. you, kind of. And, and that's a that specific topic is one that I've learned in recent years to walk very gingerly with because you never know how many people have Every either uh, miscarried recently mm-hmm. um, or uh, not not publicized it. It was early on enough that they never even announced the pregnancy mm-hmm. or have been trying uh, for years in some cases, the people we know personally, mm-hmm. for years, five mm-hmm. even, um, to have a kid or another kid. And people are hounding like, you really just want this only child? It's like, mm-hmm. for, for, for starters, there's nothing wrong with an only child and everybody listening, but, um, but people who have some idea, like, wouldn't you want more? Maybe they do. And, uh, they've been, they've been trying, they've spent thousands of dollars trying to chase down, uh, the reason behind why they can't. And, um, it is, uh, when it comes to children, it's a different type of pain, either the loss of one or the in, in, inability mm-hmm. to create one is is a different type of pain that I do not understand and mm-hmm. I've learned um to to tread very lightly with that one and uh proceed with all sensitivity when uh engaging that that uh topic. And, and I think that topic with kids too like as you get older you learn more about it too like I never I think it was uh 25 was when I start realizing the issues with like kids like oh man people work at this thing like <laughs> I'm like Mary, do the thing, baby. Mm-hmm. It's like this 
It's not uh, always Again, A plus B equals C. Yes. And so and I've had friends who've had miscarriages, and then they have the next one. They kind of wait before they can even, like, share in the joy with others because, like, right. I don't, I don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go through that again, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but that may be a whole other podcast mm-hmm. and a that situation. But um, just, just to close, two things to close. One, what would be your advice and encouragement to singles who are desiring marriage or even just singles in general? Um, but most people that I know listen to my podcast do desire marriage. Mm-hmm. And so what would be your encouragement and advice? And then also, especially in marriage, what, what do you love about your marriage? You know? To end it on a good note as well. You want to go first? You know, I've gone first so many times, though. I'm just going to let you... Uh, <laughs> no. Just letting you take the lead. No, if you, if you really got something, go ahead. No. Uh, well, I'm, I'll share something. Okay. I just want to share if you want to go first. This no, is marriage. No, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Compromise. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, advice for singles. If you know that... If you know that God wants you to be married, it's going to happen. You don't have to, like, I don't know if the word is, like, try extra hard or something. It's going to happen. I'm not going to say, just sit back and relax. They'll come by. You don't have to agonize. Yeah, you don't need to agonize or do nothing. It'll just show up when you least Mm -hmm. expect it, you know. Continue to live life. You have a lot of life to live. And you have a lot of learning to do. And it will happen. And if there is a potential, it's okay to make that known. Like... How slide that? through the DM, right? <laughs> Start liking pictures. You Don't know, even slide through. Just set up camp right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and like I said, communication is huge. So you know, if you end up like hanging out with someone and like to you is just a friend, and to them you don't know, they may think of it as more. Um, that would be so difficult for me if I was in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm not. <laughs> But yeah, like just I said, skip that. Go to Christian Mingle, our sponsors, not. But <laughs> like I said, I'm really huge on communication. Like, I don't like anything to be like in that gray area or like to be assumed. But, you know, people are going to be haggling you and throwing in their two cents or their buck fifty. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, do you. Like, what is God asking you to do? And mm-hmm. be obedient to that. Like I said, like if. He wants you married. It's going to happen. Advice I would give. So now this is this is gonna be the the intercultural studies uh, academic coming out of me. Is that we, as as humans, not just Americans or Christians or anything, but as humans, we all have values and assumptions in our worldview that we uh, believe are universal, and they're not all rooted in the places we think they are. So, a lot of stuff that we think is biblical is more like. Societal? Uh, yeah, societal. It, it could be any sphere of society. It could be American culture. It could be American Christianity. It could be the church you're from. It could be your family. So, you know, these concentric rings of, uh, of different cultural, uh, wide, wide cultural spheres coming uh, through. So if anybody, the advice to singles, if anybody has some real hardcore advice for you, about how to get married or how to go about it, you know, hearkening maybe back to women just sitting back and waiting or something. Ask them to show you that in the text. Um, ask Black them. Chapter. Verse. Yes, yes, I'm in need, and I'm in need a commentary uh, expounding upon it. Uh, in addition to that, by a, a credible scholar, but um, ask them to show you that in the text of scripture. 
Um, a lot of it is puritanical. A lot of it is American. A lot of it is dominant culture, meaning white American. Um, usually in, in evangelicalism, white American suburban on top of that, usually on top of that baby boomer or greatest generation, quote unquote, greatest generation. Um, <laughs> but I, like you, you can't call yourself that. If somebody else called you that, that's one thing. But, um, <laughs> but uh, that, that, that's like generation like before baby boomers for anybody. Uh, Google it. But anyways, um, because we're not the baby gen- boomer generation, we will Google it. Mm-hmm, we there we go. Yep, <laughs> we're not going to go to library and go to the Dewey Decimal card no. catalog and no find a book about Dewey. it, and, or or go to the <laughs> micro ourselves here, or go to the microfiche and turn the knob till we find it. But um, but anyways, um, <laughs> we uh asked them to sh- to if if they're really that serious about it for them to find find it in God's word. Um, if they believe it that it's that universal for you then they need to be able to, the preponderance of evidence, to borrow a legal term, is upon them. Um, they might know what they're talking about, but they very well might not. So, every uh, strain everything through a biblical worldview, and if it's not there, then say, hey, peace be with you, brother or sister. I appreciate the advice, and I'll, I'll take it into consideration. Yeah, so basically, like, if it's not there, hey, there, there's freedom there. There's mm-hmm. freedom there. Um, yeah, that's good. So... Lastly, and on good notes, mm-hmm. last question is, what do you enjoy about your marriage? What do, you know, not lose hope, what do people have to look forward to in marriage? Some of the things that are just a blessing in marriage. After, like, even though I enjoyed my singleness, I realized, like, for me, like, I wasn't meant to do life alone. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times I, like, look at Tyler and I tell him, like, I'm so grateful to have you in my life like going through this or whatever it is like having that partner and having that mirror you know I learned I feel like I learned a whole lot more about myself and I've grown so much in marriage Mm -hmm. that in ways that I would have never been able to do so before and I remember reading a quote that says like we all come in we all have baggage like we all have baggage it doesn't matter like how much I learned in my singleness being married, there's different kind of baggage that I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of, and so we all have baggage. It's a matter of being with someone help you unpack, mm-hmm. and so That's he good. helps me unpack. <laughs> She's unpacking some gems right now. Right, right. I'm a quotaholic. I can quote anything. <laughs> that was a good one because I've heard a lot of like, hey, we all come with baggage. More so, how how many bags are you gonna have? Mm-hmm. But the difference between what you're saying is like, hey, we're going to have baggage, and it doesn't matter how many bags I have. Who's gonna be there to help me mm-hmm. unpack it? That's the difference between getting in there with me and yeah. just looking at me like, oh, you got three, she got one. Because mm-hmm. you should see how I come back from my trip. I will leave that suitcase there, <laughs> like in real life. Like I need to unpack. So like, this is just not metaphorically. This is awesome. So literally, <laughs> but I'm getting better at that too. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn. Yeah. Um... I would I would uh, I'd piggyback on the um, what what you, what you said about uh, being uh, knowing that you're not meant to do life alone. I just think of like um, and this is when we were yeah, just an example I'm about to give was when we were engaged, not yet married. But uh, she walked me through the loss of my dad, um, and you know there's and you know and you know num- numerous things since that. Um, but it you know the the highs, the lows, the in betweens. Um, in all the relationships that you have, it's kind of like you have these pieces of, 
of somebody like somebody you can be super goofy with, someone that can, you know, be there for you when you're uh when you're down or something, someone who you can rely on for like oh no like I'm I'm it's just practical stuff. I'm I'm super uh, booked this week. I need this thing done. Oh wow, you just took that off my plate. Wow. I didn't even ask you for that, but you knew that I needed that and you just did it mm-hmm. type of thing. Um I'm finding more and more as we mature together in our marriage, she's becoming all of that or more of it in one single place. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, I've enjoyed watching blo- her blossom as a person. Um, and m- myself more blossom as a person because I've had, uh, you know, I know I'd have a better idea of where I was than, you know, you never, you know, in, in my view, she's only, she's only existed for six years. So, you know, not, not really. I know she's existed longer than I've seen her driver's license. But, um, <laughs> But, uh, um, but no, I mean, I, I know where I've come from and everything. So I've, I've seen the fruit of who I was, a, a more objective view of, or more in-depth view of who I was and now who I am because of her, her, uh, iron sharpening iron on me. And, um, and I mean, honestly, just, I, I'm, I'm not really much, I don't, I'm not one of that it gives much, uh, value to like the sappy end of a 2002 rom-com ending type of thing the the happily ever after type of stuff you know marriage is real there is a lot of joy in it but that's not the only aspect of it but um you know i had the joy of um of sharing your life this deeply with somebody is uh something i haven't encountered the same type of joy at least um anywhere and so um that's a really vague and broad and uh, convoluted answer to your question, but uh, I enjoy her, and the best way for me to enjoy her is being married to her. So yeah, so basically, I just hear like we can have relationships, you know, with different people per se, not at the same time and day, but we can have relationships <laughs> with people, friends, family, all that. But the the joy and the difference in marriage is that there's a a difference of being known in the level in which someone is able to walk mm-hmm. through life with you. And that's a different sort of joy. Right. Well, thank y'all so much. I know that um, it was pretty long. This might actually have to be a two-part and just leave people with suspense um, just to know more about it. But I think people are going to learn a lot just from this interview and just be able to come away with a new mindset. So I hope that kind of like chains of bondage and ways of thinking change through this podcast episode. Right. And they're not like, oh, well, this was the only way I thought it could be done. And like, hey, like I have freedom in this. Or, hey, I'm, I'm not wrong for doing that. Right. So really encouraged by this. Um, and before we go, though, I do know you have a blog page, right? So right. if you want to shout that out for people to follow or any social media that either of you want to shout out to follow, put it on here and they okay. can do so. So say it and then I'll also put it on my blog and on the description for the podcast so people can follow it that thank you um yeah so my um my blog is the intentional life site at um it's called the intentional life because uh i just uh i feel like that because i i when i started thinking about like okay what kind of blog am i gonna write um i did i couldn't I couldn't attach myself to any specific issue that I'm going to only stick to. And sometimes your name kind of hinges upon what you're going to write about. And so I was like, I better keep it kind of broad, but what is one of the common threads that you know, cause I, I infuse my faith, if not uh, into each of my posts, if the post isn't even just fully driven mm-hmm. by my post in the first place, um, then, then I at least infuse it. And, um, so, but, 
not necessarily, it might be dialed up or down in some cases. So I was like, what is one of the, the common threads of life that I try to kind of have in everything that I do? And it's, it's intentionality. I, um, you know, not, uh, not to say that I try to uh, kind of supersede God's uh, uh, providence and things, but um, I feel like there's always something that you can be paying more attention to or being more intentional about. Um, and so that was the, uh, the name that I, that I chose. Um, secondarily, <coughs> And probably uh, more f- more action on this uh, this platform these days because uh, my my blog posts take a, a while that I'm presently a, a stay at home dad of a, a two and a half year old and a one year old as we girls 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 um, which we, which I love I I'm not hoping for a boy conversely to uh, the conversation but we if had God earlier gave about, us one we would we would, be, we would take one but we would uh, love three girls three girls is is living the dream so. <laughs> um, but uh, Twitter Twitter my Twitter account is Tyler, that's T-Y-L-E-R, Smith, S-M-I-T-H, um, sorry, Tyler Smith, L-B-S-E-A, so that's a little, uh, that's my name, Tyler Smith, and then L-B for Long Beach, where I live, and then S-E-A, where I'm from, so it's a play on L-B-C, but Seattle, so Long Beach, Seattle, a little bit of wordplay I, I try to, uh, that I like to do, so there's <laughs> that, yeah, so, um, yeah. I don't got a blog or nothing, I take naps. <laughs> I support him and all the mm-hmm. social media things that he's yes. doing. And I she, do learn a lot from yeah. him. And she she works hard and uh, does a uh, often thankless job. So that uh, sets the table for me to try to be at home and shoot out a little tweet between uh, diapers and bottles and things. So intentional yep. in the midst of all mm-hmm. <laughs> right there yep. all right well thank you all for tuning in to another episode of teach style of faith and we will be back next week bye well i hope you guys were encouraged by our friends suba and tyler and if you'd like to follow tyler as he mentioned he has a blog called the intentional life which can be found at the intentional life site.wordpress.com and if you were encouraged by this episode please share with others you can do that through spotify just search teach style live faith Or you can go to the Anchor app, which is incredible, and you can send me audio voice messages. And as always, you can go on iTunes where you can have it automatically downloaded to your phone. Specifically, if you're using iTunes, and if you enjoy this podcast, please head over to iTunes and give this podcast five stars and write a review because that helps this podcast get seen by others. And lastly, I love to hear from you. How did this episode impact you? What would you like to hear from this podcast? Shoot me a message on Instagram at Miss M-I-S-S Adri Michelle or email at teachstylelivefaith at gmail.com. Until heaven or sooner, I'll see you next time.